That's Lit with me, Shazzy D here from home, and I am interviewing a variety of lovely guests also from their homes, and joining me on the show is Mary Lou. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on the show, Sharon. Not a problem at all. You are the founder of a lingerie line called Soy and Spice. That's now, right. Yes. So can you tell me what what is it that inspired you to launch it? So I started Soy and Spice Lingerie around seven months ago. Um, but before then, I had spent the last 10 years of my career in the startup scene. Um, so I actually started my entrepreneurial journey at the age of eight, 19, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had a charity with my best mate back in Adelaide. Um, so when I came to Sydney in 2012, um, we were still running the charity, um, but it got a little bit hard because we were in different states, so we ended up shutting it down. But when I came here to finish my final year in my bachelor's degree, uh, I started another business um, helping international students find work experience and ran that for about two years full time after I graduated and then had spent four years at UNSW Founders. Which uh, was, uh, which is um, uh, the startup hub on campus. Um, so while I was there, um, my main role was to um, support the students that came through us through mentoring. Um, so I was looking at launching and um, giving them advice on launching and um, growth of their business ideas. Um, but very soon, I realized that um, the number of male students that walked through our doors was far greater than the number of female students. And so that's when I thought, you know, we should change that. Um, so I started a program um, called New Wave Founders, uh, which was aimed at um, supporting specifically female students on campus. So the program was a two week long incubator program um, where we had invited different mentors and speakers to join us. Um, and uh, within one year of running the program, we managed to increase the number of female participation in entrepreneurship by 13%. Yeah. Um, while I was at UNSW, um, not only did I realize that the number of female students was a lot less than guys, I realized that um, the number of Asian female students was even lesser. Um, so I started looking online, you know, doing some research, and um, I um, came across this article by the Workplace and Gender Equality Agency um, that stated that last year in 2019, um, I think it was only 17% of CEOs were women. Um, and then there was another article where I came across by Forbes, which um, said that uh, men will apply for a job when they are 60%, um, when they meet 60%. Uh, you know the article? Yeah, I yeah. know that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they uh, meet 60% of the job requirements, whereas women will apply when they meet 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so um, I started talking to more people in the industry and spoke to um, a lady called Natasha Rawlings. Um, she's lovely, like I love her so much. Um, she's been mentoring me over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And um, she used to be the head of, uh, used to be the CEO of, of Head Over Hills, which mm -hmm. is um, um, the, the nation's, well, one of the nation's largest um, female only entrepreneurship program and so yeah so she was saying um, that back in the days when she was an entrepreneur um there was there was hardly any uh female specific um 
uh, programs dedicated for entrepreneurs. But over the last few years, there's, there's more of them that's popping up, you know, like Head Over Heels, um, Springboard Enterprise, for example, and the thing that I started at UNSW. Um, so, and, you know, this is also quite prevalent in um, the corporate world as well. You know, there's more diversity and inclusion programs that's, um, you know, popping up um, over the last few years as well. Um, in fact, I'm actually speaking to someone from the diversity and inclusion team at PwC just to get a little bit more... Um, detail into into sort of the the problem space so um i mean it sounds like that the glass ceiling is slowly breaking but um i feel like the bamboo ceiling is still very very present um i think an article from the Sydney morning herald um reported that last year there was only three percent of leadership um, positions that was held that were held by asian you know one of my favorite books um by jang hoon on breaking the bamboo ceiling outlines um, how Asians who are traditionally raised in um, uh, uh, Confucianism values struggles in uh, a Western workplace. Um, so the reason why initially I started Soy and Spice Lingerie, um, coming back to everything, um, is because um, I love lingerie. You know, I, um, I feel beautiful and I feel very confident when I wear it. But when I talk to um, my girlfriends about it, hardly any of them wear it. And so I was like, you know, why, why is this the case? So I started doing more research and you know, posting on Facebook forums, talking to everyone and anyone that I know that meets my demographic. And I realized that it's because um, they feel like they're outside of their comfort zone. Um, it's something, they, they feel like it's wrong to wear it. And it just clicked in my head that, um, you know, the cultural conditioning that's making these women feel like it is wrong to wear lingerie is also, um, can, be, can also be applied in other aspects of their lives. Say, for instance, you know, speaking up about their opinions, which is a very valuable attribute in our workforce. Um, but, you know, growing up in an Asian household, we're taught not to speak up to our parents or people in authority, which can then translate to that person having less confidence um, when, for example, speaking up to their bosses, right? So um, actually, um, in fact, when I was um, doing um, my research into cultural conditioning, um, I realized that uh, traditionally how women are raised are also, uh, is very, very similar to how um, uh, Asians are raised. Um, so women are taught to, you know, speak, stick to the rules, um, to ask for permission to do something first instead of make mistakes and apologizing for it. So these conditionings are also very prevalent in how Asians are brought up. Um, so this causes a double-edged sword for when an Asian, a double-edged sword problem for when an Asian woman tries to go into leadership and entrepreneurship. Um, however, um, Asian women growing up in a Western environment educated differently. You know, although we are taught to um, stick to the rules, we're also taught to speak up and be heard, um, which gives us a very unique opportunity to solve that, uh, solve this problem. Um, and this is exactly what I want Soy and Spice to represent, um, essentially. So the, the idea that um, you had the confidence to try something new, um, that um, you uh, push your boundaries, have the courage to push your boundaries, and you're loving yourself in the process, you can also do this in other aspects of your lives as well. Say, for instance, you know, putting your hand up um, for a new project, you know, speaking up in meetings, or trying something that's completely new, like entrepreneurship, for example. I really yeah. like that. I like how you talk a lot about you want women to have a lot of confidence or, you know, and through you having your own, you know, lingerie business, it kind of shows kind of both sides, you know, confidence in yourself to do this kind of thing, which... Um, I guess you said, you know, Asian women for that, you know, it's not necessarily something that is, I guess, widely talked about. Is it that kind of thing? 
No, no. I mean, it's still a very taboo topic um, and, you know, something that we kind of still shy away from a lot of the times. Um, and, you know, just, just like how we kind of shy away from, you know, speaking up to our, our bosses, which then hinders us from, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or, you know, trying something that's completely new, like entrepreneurship, for example. So, yeah, like the, one of the other reasons why I want to start it is because I want to use my own journey. I want to use my own example to inspire others around me. You know, I want my daughter or my, my granddaughter's daughters even um, to feel like they can. You know, they can be a leader. They can be an entrepreneur. Um, for so long, the leadership and entrepreneurship um, industry has been dominated by males. You know, even if you look into the media these days, you hardly see any female representation, nor are there any Asian representation in the media these days. Um, so I feel like that sends a very negative message to the younger generation of people, and I want to be able to change that. So also, so what kind of, so you've been kind of also designing or being involved kind of in the process of making your know, lingerie line. What have been kind of the responses that you've been getting from people who have had the opportunity to try it? Yeah, I mean, um, the product that's currently offered uh, here, um, the, the first, there's a couple of different, I guess, um, uh, differentiating points that I want to create with my line. Um, firstly is the sizing that's being offered. Um, a lot of us sort of Asian girls are a little bit more smaller busted um, and we kind of struggle with finding sizing that really fits our body shape. Um, and second of all, I feel like the designs, we could integrate um, some of the Asian designs, Asian infusion designs, I mean, to the products over here. That, that's, um, we're still keeping this, the, the shape and stuff, we can still keep the same. But I feel like it would be really nice to have some really, like, really beautiful, um, subtle Asian designs um, on, the, on the actual garments themselves. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. so what was, I guess, specific to you, what was your kind of family's reaction to you deciding to start this? Uh, business <laughs> so very 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 good question um, uh, because I started my journey when I was very young when I was 19 um, I started I studied psychology so nothing to do with business um, oh. so when I yeah when I first you know sort of ventured out into the, this um, area where uh, I had no idea and my mom was very sort of against it um, especially because um, well, she, like when I was doing the charity at first, she was kind of just feeling like I was just doing it for fun, uh, which I kind of was, you know, I was just testing the waters out, you know, just to see what it's like. But when I moved to Sydney to finish my final year, my bachelor's degree, um, that's when I started my sort of my proper business, which was Ori, which was um, helping international students find work experience. Um, she was really, really not, I wouldn't say really, really against it, but she was like, you know, what are you doing? You know, are you crazy? You move into a new city um, to, to finish your degree in psychology. And now you're doing this thing that you had no idea about. And so for, for a while, you know, our relationship was quite rocky. Um, and so I grew up in a single parent family and I really value um, her sort of thoughts and opinions. And it, it, like, I really respect her as, as, a, as a person. Um, so that kind of really, I guess, um, lowered my self-esteem a little bit, but I just kept going. And um, I, you know, ended up making my first sale, you know, and then from that, the, 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 I guess the, the business started growing. And because of that, I think she saw the potential in me. And so um, after that, um, you know, my, my job at UNSW was pretty good. You know, she was quite happy with that. So without that kind of experience, um, I started when I was young, I wouldn't be able to get to where I am now. So when I was telling her about quitting my full-time job <laughs> to start this, uh, at first she was like, 
yeah she was like oh gosh got this this thing again like we just went through this a few years ago and now this thing is happening all over again but i think she's a lot more supportive this time around okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so yeah in light of your kind of experience and you know you've, you've done you've been in entrepreneurship for a, a while now um, what would you say, kind of what advice would you kind of give maybe other women or even Asian women specifically, you know, who would like to go on this kind of entrepreneurship journey? Um, I think just give it a go. Uh, you know, uh, there's more to learn than there is to lose. Uh, I, would, I would never be able to um, learn as much as I do now about the world, about myself. You know, I've built my confidence so much through this process. Like before I was actually quite shy and you know, I, I, you know, I consider myself as an introvert, but ever since I started running my own businesses, I became more extroverted and, you know, I was really, um, it just brought, brought, brought this side of me out that I never thought I had. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, just give it a go. And even if you fail, that's okay. You know, just take that first step yeah and so what do you think i guess are some of the important things you yourself being an entrepreneur um what are some of the important things or kind of skills that you think are important to keep going to keep it going um i think that there's a couple of different ones but the key ones would be um you know the, your your motivation like what drives you, you know, is there something that um, you're so passionate about that you would be able to, um, you know, just go ahead when the whole world is crashing down around you. Um, I think, you know, persistence, determination and, you know, having a really good support network as well is very important. Um, you know, having people that support you and not sort of tell you that you're doing the wrong thing or, you know, um, just being negative around you that, that that wouldn't help you at all like whether you're a girl or a guy you need a very strong network um and it, and then i think um the, the last thing is yeah like just having that courage to to just do it it's just just yeah just do it <laughs> yeah just do it yeah. like maggie said just do it <laughs> yeah just do it yeah <laughs> um, yeah has there been anything at all you know in your journey specifically with soy, soy and spice that has kind of surprised you maybe in your research or maybe in how people have responded anything that has surprised you that you hadn't thought of before yeah, because when, originally when I started this line, I wanted to just create bralettes because I, I, you know, myself, I'm, I'm quite small and I feel like um, uh, there's the products that's currently existing right now, um, the, 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 the variety isn't that much. So, you know, I set out and did, you know, research. I spoke to, um, you know, first I spoke to 10 of my own friends and I got them to send the survey out to their friends. So I ended up having around 40 responses that came back and then I realised that, um, you know, more people were actually interested in other range of um, lingerie, not just bralettes. So I was like, hey, if I um, just stuck to this one product or this one product line, I will be limiting my own opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, so from then, I started looking into the broader um, range of lingerie that was offered. Um, and I guess the, the, the other thing would be um, how just, just how responsive everyone is and just how nice and willing people, like how willingly people are to... Um, say they, they're, they're there to help you um, because at first you know I felt like uh, is, is this idea a bit crazy you know trying to represent this whole movement with lingerie like I was like is anyone even gonna get this like am I going nuts you know <laughs> I had all this doubt in my head but then I was like you know what I'm just gonna go start talking to people 
And um, yeah, the more I talk to people, the, the, the more, yeah, the, the message actually resonates with them and they kind of really understand what I'm trying to do, which is great. Um, I think now it's just a matter of, yeah, me getting the, the product into the market and um, getting actual sort of, um, I guess, uh, feedback from, from the actual customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, I've sold a few pieces right now, but, you know, I want to obviously, you know, get more feedback from my customers to understand um, what style they like and you know, whether or not this is giving them the confidence and, you know, things like that. Yeah. The name, Soy and Spice, where'd that come from? I, I always, I'm always <laughs> interested in names. I, yeah. Is, is there a cool backstory? Yeah, there is. I thought about this long and hard. <laughs> um, so soy and spice are the two ingredients that every Asian household has. If you open any, any Asian house pantry, you'll be able to see those two spice. You'll be able to see those ingredients no matter where it is. So I want my line to be a staple in my customer's wardrobe. And soy and spice, so you can play around with those two words uh, like really easily. It's really fun, you know, with soy, I was thinking of having more of like the um, your day-to-day wear with spice. It's more of like your intimate, your more special occasion wear. So, yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> <laughs> and my final question for you, Mary. Yeah. What is kind of your final word? What is it that you want women to feel when they wear soy and spice? Uh, lingerie? Um, I want them to feel beautiful. I want them to feel beautiful inside and out and that, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. They can be whoever they want to be. You know, there's no limit to what you can achieve. Um, As long as you put your mind to it, um, anything's possible. Like if I can start this, like you can do anything you want. Uh, That's my key message. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. It's been great speaking with you. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, yeah, like I said, um, I'm really open for a conversation, for this conversation to continue. So if any of your audience, um, anyone that's watching right now um, is keen to join the conversation, you know, tell me about um, your own experiences, um, you know, wearing lingerie or, you know, your cultural conditioning experiences, I'm more than happy to um, talk. Uh, soy underscore spice underscore right. lingerie. Yes. Have I got that right? Yes. That's right. That's right. Or we've got a landing page up um, and running. We're building the, the full site on the back end right now. Um, so just soinspice.com. Yeah. Um, feel free to go on there and have a look. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank no you so problem. much for having me. Not a problem at all. It was great having you. And yeah, be sure to go check out Soin Spice. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. See you.